Welcome to Speak with Ibukun. This new series is titled An Interview With. I hope you get insight into questions you never thought you would consider asking someone close to you. Series one is going to start with an interview with my mother. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome back to Speak with Ibukun. We have a new series and we're in the second part of an interview with my mother. My name is Ibukun and I have my mother on on this podcast with me and we've had uh, a few questions in part one that I am going to continue the 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 line of questioning so to speak in part two so mommy um, at the end of part one we spoke about you knowing you were ready for children linked to you knowing you were ready for marriage my earliest memory of you as a mom was you going to work could you tell me what it was like being a working mom when we were toddlers? Yes, it was. Um, thank you. It was a challenging time uh, because uh, you've got to make sure that uh, you have fully covered the home front before you can settle, uh, be at peace, you know, uh, at work. Mm-hmm. Have, a, have a, you know... Uh, uh, a ready mind to work. So uh, it is, I would say, it's still easier uh, in Nigeria than it is right now because back then mm-hmm. you could have a house help. Okay. Well, what is a house help for those who don't know? A house help is somebody can either live with you or come in on a daily basis. Okay. Lives with you to help you with the children and with some house chores. Uh, it was, you could have that, but even then that was um, um, a challenge to have um, a God-fearing one. So it's a time of praying and um, probably from the church where you, where you worship to try and see if they could recommend someone that is um, a Christian that you can confidently leave your children with while you go to work. Was there uh, a fear? Yes, yes, there was a fear that um, they might um, mishandle your children while you are away. Uh, having the house girl was an option. The other option is uh, taking them to a daycare. There was daycare then too. Um, while you're at work and you get ready their meals, take their meals with you. Um, on some occasions, you could have a daycare that will feed the children, but that's um, uh, not very, that was not very common. So you still have to get their food ready and then pack everything, drop them off on your way to work mm-hmm. and um, come back for them after work. That sounded, that sounds hectic. Yes, but that's what we had to do. And if, um, God forbid, any child develops fever while you are at work, um, unfortunately, as at that time, uh, no telephone that uh, they could um, 
used to get you at work so to contact you at work so you've got to um just trust god that the children will be okay while you are away at work but if it happens that um for one reason or the other the children could not go to school maybe one has a fever something of concern then you have to stay at home with them and um, find a way of contacting your place of work that you will not be able to come in to work that day thank god nigeria was and is still flexible you could uh, you will be confident that once you especially if you have been a consistent worker you will be you will be confident that uh, there will be no issue with your not reporting to work that day or for days or for some other days following because people were understanding okay that being said though mom i have a memory of being a teenager and, and i would imagine um in the very first few days so i had malaria and in the very first few days i i i believe yourself or daddy stayed at home but on like the third or fourth day i think i'm not i can't quite remember but i still had a bit of a fever and was feeling weak. you insisted i go to school would that have been due to the pressure of you going back to work hmm. um i would uh, say yes to that probably there was um uh, a mandate to to meet at work that the deadline uh, a deadline to meet at work that um, had to be done that might have been the reason otherwise ideally we will stay be sure you are fully okay before going back to work and and um please hear me anyone listening out there it's not an accusation i'm leveling at my mom i i just remember it as a formative part of my life and it's one i still carry today so even if i am bone sick i'll continue working the only time i ever fully stop working is if i physically cannot get out of bed if i can at least drag myself crawl to the bathroom brush my teeth you will find me at work even though i am ill in this day and age of course you can work from home while still ill but i think it formed part of my work ethic whether for good or for bad but I, in that sense having that as a child through teenagehood if that's a terminology i could use uh, a term i could use um I think that formed part of my work ethic. Whether whether or not is right is is mute at this point in time. It's just become part of who I am. What do you think about that? Uh, well, uh I would because this is my first time of uh, bringing that to recollection. I would not say we were right in doing that. Say uh, that you know we we are really sorry because that's not something that one would love to uh become part of your work ethics because um of your experience but it's more and then i guess if you also recollect that might just be a one-off thing because uh, we probably did not have any other option as at that time and you know we felt that um, you you know you might be able to be okay at school 
but um, I can't even fully recollect if uh, we came to collect you from school earlier on, earlier than usual. I can't fully recollect, but it's an experience that I will say we are sorry for. I shouldn't have been, but um, there must have been uh, a reason for I, I wasn't even looking for an apology, but it, it, it's funny how things form children. And um, I'm having the conversation with you now. I've never said that to you or even thought it until mm. um, you mentioned about you know, how things were for mm-hmm. you as a working mother but there are i'm a working mother now and i thankfully live in, in a society where it is my child is sick i'm sorry i cannot come in to work and in fact the school wouldn't even accept the child being sick especially in this wonderful post covid or or as we transition out of covid era we live in the school wouldn't even accept the child um, in school. So in that sense, it's not something that I would knowingly or, or unknowingly pass on to my children, but I, I now see it as part of what formed me in terms of my work as a professional. But yeah, okay, that's interesting. It's just interesting, and we'll leave it at that. Um, what was the day I was born like for you? Oh, it was... It- it was, I, I don't even know how to describe the joy, the happiness about the faithfulness of God for giving us another child and a daughter at this time. Uh, it was there in uh, St. Mary's and uh, you were, everybody in the world, everybody in the world knew that uh, a child was born because you came out crying, and uh, immediately the nurses couldn't um, wait, but uh, start feeding you. Oh, and, I was hungry. Is that yes, what you're saying? And, yes, and uh, you ate more than a newborn baby would normally eat. Oh, mommy, you're exposing me here. <laughs> that, <laughs> and that uh, was... Uh, the way you kept on. <laughs> so I made yeah. a racket whenever I was hungry. Yeah, and they were happy. The nurses were happy for a child who, who would eat well. Okay. You know, so it was a day of joy and thankfulness um, to myself and my husband, especially when uh, where we were coming from, a dad was not uh, allowed to be in the labor room, your dad was there, and um, he, it was uh, quite an experience. So we give God the glory. Oh, that, that, that's, uh, that's good to know, that it was a day of joy. One thing that um, yourself and, my, and uh, daddy have told me is that you had some unfortunate side effects um, due to the anest- anesthesia that was given to you. And I've heard the story from his perspective in terms of um, they were without you. So my elder brother and daddy were without you for quite a number of weeks after I was born. And, and daddy, with, um, with some help, had to take care of me whilst you were in the hospital. Could I hear the story from you? Because I've never 
had the opportunity to ask you how it's how it unfolded from your perspective well <clears throat> the the way it was is um while i i was pregnant um i had uh, because you were uh it's not nothing it's it's no fault of yours it was just that um maybe the i don't know what caused it but um i had my hernia uh had an issue so but they could not do anything about it while i was pregnant so um after i had you uh they could not do anything about it at that time either so sorry, this is a hernia. You had a it hernia. Was, oh. Yes, I ha- okay. Uh, okay. They, they, so um, they could not do anything about it even after I had you because they said it had to be a separate um, um, surgery they had to do. So, um, but I went home with you for a couple for some months before they scheduled uh, the surgery. Okay. It was. Um, when they wanted to do the surgery that I had the issue with um, So they had to postpone the surgery at a later date. And it was at a later date now that they had it done that um, I had to rec- recover and recuperate. And that was the time that uh, God sent help that, uh, you know, uh, with daddy, uh you are all taken care of yes how long was were you away um for recuperating from the operation i actually was um recuperating not away from the house i was in the house it's just that i could not lift you know um i was not you know for recovery i could i was not allowed to lift so i mm, it was, um, I can't remember exactly for how long, but it was uh, something, mm-hmm. yeah. And how old was I when when all this was going on? I think you were, uh, oh, you were, you were not one year old, though. You were, you were maybe about six months or so. Mm. Yeah. Because the legend has it, the, the reason you named me Proverbs 10, 22 was literally because of your experience giving birth to me yes and uh, that um the lord gave us that um, verse as your name long before you were born so we knew that would be your name mm. once you were born uh, yes i don't know i would say the lord gave it um regardless of the experience i would say that is that the lord gave us that name okay uh, thanks for sharing that story. Everyone has a question they've always wanted to ask of their parent, or sister, or brother, or even a friend. What questions would you ask someone? Share with us on Instagram a question you've always wanted to ask someone close to you. I've always wondered what happened and how it happened. I didn't know um, that uh, detail uh, that it was months after I was born that mm. you went back in and then mm. you then had that, um, what was it, an allergic reaction to an anesthesia? 
Yes, it was an allergic reaction and to a rare anesthesia. I don't, uh, anesthetic. I don't know why they chose that anesthetic, but uh, they, 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 they had a reason for choosing that anesthetic. Yeah, but they had to look for an alternative. Maybe that was the anesthetic. That was the uh, anesthetic they were using at that time. I was maybe that was okay. the because this cropped up for the first time when I was given birth to my first child, mm. and you were you with my husband. Were, uh, you were my birth partners, and you were. I, I don't know if you noticed it about yourself on that day. Mm. You seemed to be apprehensive, extremely so. And you kept repeating to anyone, any of the medical staff, please do not give her this anesthetic. She she has never had it, but I don't want her to have it. And you kept repeating the name of the anesthetic. And my husband would say to you, She's not going to have an anesthetic because I was determined to have a natural birth, but you were, you, it was almost like it's an out of body experience, the way I observed you whilst I was in labor, because you just, you just couldn't control your anxiety. I'll call it anxiety in that situation because you were convinced they were going to give me an anesthetic that that had caused the same issue in you. Do you remember that day at all? Yeah, I remember that day, and uh, I, but um, I didn't realize I was that apprehensive. But I knew I just needed to let them get it into their system. That uh, anesthetic was not to come near you, and that was... <laughs> you didn't care what was going on. You just yeah. needed them to know. Don't give her this. But why were you so anxious? Yeah, why? Hmm. Because the experience I had with that anesthetic, it was God that brought me. It was that bad? Yes. So it was not um, what I would uh, want to come near you or any of my siblings as well. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on from that. The, uh, the other two questions are a bit... Uh, interesting ones and and you would know why as I ask them it's a very personal question but it leads on to an experience I had um, whilst growing up which was unfortunate and the question is were you ever sexually harassed or assaulted Hmm. I was but um, I thank God for removing me from the environment Yes. Okay. So, as I shared with you in a moment of anger in my early 30s, because um, once again, there was a situation where you were extremely insistent about the way things should be done. And as a result of that, I was able to share something that had bothered me for years in terms of being um, assaulted or molest- molested as a child by a babysitter. And I found your reaction not what I was expecting. I don't even know that I expected anything in particular. Would, would you say your reaction to that was informed by your experience? Hmm. What, reaction, why, uh, what reaction did I have that, uh, you know, you, you were not expecting? It wasn't one of outrage, not in a 
not who was it, where are they, I am going to instantaneously erase them from the earth. It, it was along the lines of you were very calm in accepting that um, conversation. I, I don't know that I would have been if I was on the other side of the conversation. So I, I it sounds funny. I say I wasn't expecting anything, but mm-hmm. I was surprised that you were calm. Hmm. That was that was strange because um, I must have trusted the babysitter to keep you in the care of that babysitter. And uh, for that to have happened, I I would say uh, I'm surprised because after you disclose the issue to me, you can't imagine the extent I have gone to try and locate where the man is. He's somewhere in the U.S., and um, mm-hmm. to date, I'm still trying to see who can let me know where he is. Why didn't you share that with me? Why are you looking? Why am I looking? Oh, because I need to let him know. Because uh, this you mentioned to me used to be your lesson teacher. And uh, So a tutor you, in this day and age. A in tutor. Terms of, uh, yeah. A tutor. And uh, we was we we gave him a free accommodation. There was nothing in his house that um, that he used that he paid for. Uh, we took care of his wife, uh, his daughter, and um, I just up till now cannot understand how why he will be so cruel to mm-hmm. us. Why um, I wouldn't know why I took it. So calmly, I don't know. Maybe, probably not. Uh, not to encourage you to dwell on it. I don't know why at that instance I took it do- so calmly. But uh, I, I'm, I must let you know that to date I'm still looking for this. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm glad you shared that because I I didn't understand your what I perceived to be the calm in which you took that news. And I wouldn't say I'm happy you're looking for him because that's a whole level of emotional disturbance that I don't want you to go through. And I don't want to have to think it through because God is taking care of it, taking care of it in terms of it's not, it's not the damage I'm not damaged goods, if that makes sense. I am not getting it. I'm not allowing it to get in the way of my happiness. I am very watchful over my children as a result of it. Mm. And which is why it even came up because the conversation we had was about me hiring a nanny that you wanted me to vet to the utmost. And the resentment I didn't know I still held on to from having had someone who was taking care, um, not necessarily as a nanny, but taking care of me as a child, doing that to me and you not knowing was what spilled over and then made me share that with you. And for anyone listening out there, our parents don't know what they don't know. And there are certain situations where that you find as you grow older that you are in because you never told your parents what was going on. 
I encourage you to talk to your parents. That's why I'm doing this series in terms of an interview with, please talk to your parents. But mommy will we'll continue talking about that. I, I, I honestly don't want you to go, I don't want you to keep that on your mind. Keep keeping on looking for him. Wherever he is, the prayer I pray is he's not doing the same to someone else. And if he is, that people are bold enough to talk about it and get it out there. But yeah, okay, right. I'm almost done with the heavy questions, I promise. So the other one was to do with profe- as a professional, because we're both professional women. Um, you've um, shared you're a pharmacist, and I also have a nine-to-five uh, job that I do. Have you ever been discriminated against because you're a woman? professionally hmm. um, looking back the 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 only place where i will say that um, in actual fact i will not say it's discrimination it's just the um the way women are considered the the way they accept womanhood in uh, in that country um which country are you referring to well um i'm just talking about um, a middle eastern country okay. uh where women are not um uh, I, I i would actually say that uh, the discrimination there is not professional discrimination because at work even in that country we were still able to work with men mm-hmm. is if you are going out as a woman on your own that um you know it has to be uh, different from i mean you, you except if it's your husband you cannot travel together in the same uh, vehicle mm-hmm. um that is and uh, not prof- if if you are if you are traveling as a professional yes uh, everybody travels together so i wouldn't say in all honesty that um i've experienced discrimination I have not experienced discrimination as a, a lady pharmacist. No, I have not in my profession. That's good. Yes. That is really good. And the funny thing is <laughs> the discrimination I experienced as an engineer, which was what I trained as, I'm no longer an engineer, was actually from a woman. Sounds really weird saying it. How can a woman discriminate discriminate against another woman as um in the same profession and she wasn't even my direct boss she was an engineer as well and her thing was i to her i wasn't working as hard as hard as she expected me to in order to excel as an engineer as a woman does that make sense Hmm. That's strange. It, it was. And it, it was, if you will, the phenomena of the alpha female. For her, she worked a certain type of way to be considered as a peer to the other male engineers in the company we worked in. And for her, she said it on, on a number of occasions to me, I was not working hard enough. So it was... I don't even know if if, if it if she considered it as tough love, but to her, I needed to be doing a certain level above and beyond my male peers in order for her to consider me a success. And every day I would come into work 
and she says, where is the cocoon? Is she doing um, this? Then she'll ask me, why aren't you doing this? And she wasn't my boss. I was doing exactly what my boss wanted me to do. And I was working hard, but for her, she felt it had to be more. And it was a very bad, bad experience with another female professional for me. And one of the key reasons I was not interested in engineering long-term because it happened quite earlier on in my career, but thank God I got the opportunity to try a different career, which is what I'm in right now. And that's how I left engineering pretty much. It's very unfortunate. Yep. But it happened. It happened. And for those of, of you ladies out there who have other women in, in the same profession, what you do does reflect on them in, in some shape or form, emotionally or psychologically, if you will. Um, for her, it was very verbal. For me, rather, it was very verbal. Her mm. discrimination against me in terms of I am not as good as others because I wasn't working as, as in a way she, she wanted to. And I did ask her exactly what she wanted me to do. And she said, oh, you just have to work harder. If it's an eight-hour shift, I expect you to be there for 10 hours. She said that to me. <laughs> okay. It was, it was, but yeah. yeah, I got out of that. If I ever meet her again, I would cross the road. okay so let me let me try and close out this second half of an interview with my mother i am almost 40 what was it like for you at my age do you remember Hmm. um i remember uh to some extent yes um i give god the glory because um age 40 is um as and I think right now, uh, parents tend to give God the glory if they are still alive, that uh, they are able to witness the children turning 40. And uh, it was um, a t- time of thanksgiving <coughs> for my parents and uh, also for my husband. For my uh, dad, who to date, to the glory of God, I still see as a dad in a million because my dad will give even his eyes, if it means that, to you as a He gave me a treasure on my 48th birthday, which I still keep dearly to. And my husband celebrated me by planning uh, um, uh, a secret birthday party for me yeah. And uh, he just told me we were going out. And lo and behold, he took me to uh, one of our couple friends' homes mm-hmm. that they, were, they already prepared food, cake, had guests waiting for me. Oh, it was one of those surprise birthday parties. It was a a wonderful surprise uh, for me. And um, and most importantly, I I was, and I'm still grateful to God, to be able to mark my 40th birthday with my husband and children and parents uh, still alive Mm -hmm. uh, at that time. So it was um, a great day for me. Oh, okay. That's nice to hear. 
I, I know for sure I don't want a surprise party. The necessary people have been told, and I'm saying it again to you as well. I am not having a party. Yeah. I, am, I want to travel. I want to go away. That's what I want to do. But okay. The Lord uh, will plan it for you and make it a memorable time for you uh, and give you journey message and a speed in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, on that note, we'll end an interview with my mother. Thank you for those listening. And I hope you've been able to gain something from this and and hopefully inspire you to ask questions of your parents. Please join us as on the flip side, I will be in the hot seat. I will be in the hot seat. My mother is going to ask me questions. So stay tuned for an interview with my daughter. Thank you for listening to an interview with. I hope you were able to gain insight into questions you've never thought you would be asking of yourself or someone close to you.